handsome contest. Thank you, thank you. Hello and welcome to the season two finale of the guys who talk about sports. Today is July 29th. I'm the Mojo Man and I'm joined with Zach. And we are pleased to bring you another episode of the guys who talk about sports. We did it, everyone. We made it through season two. Season three is right around the corner next week. And I'm so excited. I keep saying it. I feel like that's all. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. But really, man, it's going to be so much fun. I'm very much excited for what's in store and what's ahead of us for season three. We got some new ideas coming to you, and we're, we're excited to see how it all plays out. But uh, before we get started, this episode is brought to you on all platforms by the future of podcasting. Anchor, be sure to download the app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The easiest way to make a podcast, no storage limits, no trial period, absolutely no problem. When we first started using Anchor, we were so surprised how easy it was to use on the app and on the computer, man. It's, it's very simple. I mean, even Matt can figure it out. That dude's an idiot. So be sure to download the app or go to anchor.fm to get started right away. This episode is also brought to you by Compass Rose Brewery, located in Raleigh, North Carolina. With award-winning brews such as Table 42, it's everything you're looking for for a night out on the town. If you want to go out with your significant other, with the family. It's also great during the week. They have trivia. They have, I believe on Wednesday nights, they have live music. I mean, the vibes are great. The tunes are great. The food is great. And the drinks are even better. So if you're 21 and older and in the Raleigh area, be sure to check out Compass Rose Brewery. Guys, this is episode 91. And today we're going to be uh, discussing, well, football. Terry McLaurin finally got signed. Uh, Zach is very happy with the uh, commanders and, and the state that they're in this week. Now, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen next week. But currently, Zach feels pretty good about it. We'll see what happens in the, in the next month or so before the season gets started. We're also going to touch on uh, the Flackers. You guessed it. I have some choice words for the Green Bay Flackers like I normally do. And uh, I think we're going to do a, a season prediction on their, on their uh, total wins. So without further ado... Sit back, relax, and listen to the guys who talk about sports. And now, to the episode. Look at the snow, got yourself a gun. Your mama always said you'd be the chosen one. She said, if you want any million, you got to burn a shine. It's the guys who talk about sports, presented by Anchor. He hoped and he puffed and he signed an eviction notice. Welcome back to the episode, guys. You know, um, I think I'm just going to dive right in. Taking this on Han Solo right now, going to dive into kind of just Washington sports and kind of just the current status that we live in. Um, yeah, I guess I'm going to start off with everybody's favorite team, the Washington Commanders. 
you know, staying out of the headlines in the past week have been enjoyable. <laughs> There's been no new, you know, legislation or, you know, subpoenas or you know, FBI raids or any other hoopla besides training camp has started. And we actually had some great news coming out of Ashburn with the contract extension of Terry McLaurin. He got a bag. He deserved a bag. Glad we paid somebody. It's a good culture fit for him and our team. He's a leader. We need to keep him involved and happy. And I'm glad we actually have a weapon to throw him the ball. And that's where I'm going to start with Carson Wentz. So, you know, Carson Wentz has come into this season from the Indianapolis Colts. And people have really ridiculed Carson for his play and, you know, saying he's been, um, you know, kind of, I would say, I wouldn't say a letdown, but I would say more of a steady Eddie. I mean, he had a good couple good years in Philadelphia, obviously getting injured and having Nick Foles take over his job and lead him to the, you know, the Super Bowl was ultimately his demise. And I think that hurts confidence quite a bit. So, you know, just looking at his career rating, he has a completion rating of 62.6. He has 20,000 yards. He has 140 touchdowns and 57 interception and a career QBR rating of 90.1. I mean, that's that's pretty good if you ask me. I mean, his touchdown to interception ratio is over half, right, two to one. So that's a good sign. I mean, he had, you know, a rough start. He was 16-14 touchdowns to interception ratio his rookie year. Obviously progressed uh, his his 2017 year with the Eagles. Um, but one thing to, to notice is that in, you know, 20, in 2021 when, with the Colts, when everybody said that he played, I would say, below par, he had 27 touchdowns and seven picks. You know, he threw for 3,500 yards and a QBR rating of 94.6. In my eyes, that should be good enough to win you 10 games in this league. 62% for completion. He's converting, right? And who did he have to work with? A hurt T.Y. Hilton. Granted, he had a decent line, but they weren't always great in pass protection. There were some injuries. Also, Carson Wentz started injured. We forgot to mention that he was injured when they got him. I think he got injured in training camp <clears throat> or in preseason. And he, he and I think it was oh, Quentin Nelson, is that, yeah, the, the guard also had the same injury, like the same exact one, which was quite ironic. But regardless, uh, Carson Wentz is going to be in a better situation in Washington. I think he comes in with a veteran presence with a coach in Ron Rivera that I think will enjoy having that veteran presence. I think as well, Scott Turner will enjoy using more of an open playbook that he can expand due to Carson's ability to get the ball down the field with his strong arm. I think if you look at the two quarterbacks between Carson and Heineke, they are comparable in the sense that they're playmakers, but in the sense of their arm talent, Carson far outweighs Heineke. And I, I think that will really lead to good results for, for the commanders in their inaugural season, um, who they open up with Jacksonville week one at home, and it's a must win. I mean, every game in the NFL is a must-win, but especially, you know, a franchise that isn't normally the talk of the town in, in Jacksonville, and, you know, everybody talks about their disarray, and they have some stability now, and, you know, they're definitely going to come out to play. So it's going to be interesting how the commanders react in the first week. But, with you know, we're going to learn a lot in preseason. I think people 
really underrate the preseason. We've talked about this for for years and how sloppy. I think one year, the, the, you know, we were doing the podcast, there was no preseason before the NFL season. And I think that really, really jarred you know, played the first couple of weeks, really showed a lot of sloppiness, a lot of mistackling, a lot of fumbling, right? A lot of blown coverages, as I saw. So hopefully this year with the full offseason in person, you know, guys will be able to get, you know, better, better study, right? But get into their playbooks, know their assignments, and there's not any of this bad football per se, right? Because that's, that's really what the NFL doesn't want to do is put on a bad product. So with that being said, I will segue to my next topic right after these messages. You know, guys, I got a question for you. Talk to me, Joe. What's the answer to life? Well, if you were to ask Alexa, if you were to ask Siri, the answer to life is 42. This podcast is now sponsored by Compass Rose Brewery. At the brewery and online, you can order one of the best hazy IPAs that North Carolina has to offer. This New England IPA is brewed with oats, wheat, and it is generously whirlpooled with Belma hops and double dry hopped with armadillo and Idaho 7 hops. If you don't know what dried hop means, read a fucking book. Just kidding. Double dried hopped means at the end of the session, when they're done brewing the beer, they just throw some hops in there to really give some, you know, bitter aroma. So this table 42, if you're looking for a nice, juicy, hazy IPA, you got to check out the Compass Rose Brewery table 42. Must be 21 plus to order. This is brought to you by the guys who talk about sports and Lady Luck Productions. Please drink responsible. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Hello. Well, hello there, Zach. How are you? <clears throat> I'm pretty good. How are you? Good. Can you hear me well? Yeah. Can you hear me well? Perfecto. Muy perfecto. So, um, how are you? I'm doing well, man. How are you? How's your break been? It's good. It was good. Break's been good. Got some uh, real TLC, just some uh, relaxation, some sun rays, you know, some cold adult beverages. Oh, man, that sounds wonderful. I'll tell you what, uh, <laughs> I don't know how uh, the rest of the employees for the guys who talk about sports are going to feel about this, but as everyone knows, me, maybe everyone doesn't know, but the month of July is kind of where we, you know, play around with uh, best of episodes and backlog stuff. But I'm actually going to be out the first week of August, the first episode of season three. And I am very disappointed. You know, my vacation, the way things worked out uh, scheduling wise, it happened to come on the first week of August. You know, when, uh, you know, when somebody comes to you and says he has certain needs as an organization, you're just willing to meet them. You know, you, you don't uh you know cause a ruffle or you know uh, bump in the road when there shouldn't be one yep just try to smooth smooth the road on ahead you know that's that's why someone like ab got away with so much for so long because he was so talented but then it's like a give and take situation where you still have to produce talent wise 
So, I mean, if knowing knowing everything now about Antonio Brown, would you still draft him? Yeah. Yeah, I would still draft him because what the first two, maybe three contracts they had him, he might have been a nut the entire time, but God damn it, was he productive? He, he put up some yards for them. Ben really, that really rejuvenated his career because Ben was kind of struggling there for a little bit when he had like Anton Wenger. Like, I didn't think they were that good then, but I could be misremembering. Uh, they, they were pretty good, but. The, their receiving core was always so stacked. At one point, they had Heinz Ward, uh, Santonio Holmes. What's his name? True. Who's the dude that ended up on the Broncos? Uh, his name is uh, it's escaping me right now. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders. They had yeah. someone. They had someone else too. Oh, I think they had Plaxico Burris at that time too. Their their yeah. receiver room was absolutely stacked. Yeah, I think that, that's when Le'Veon was a rookie or something. Yeah, around that time. I have a question. Ah, no, because that was around 2010. I don't think Le'Veon was a rookie until around like 2013, if I'm not mistaken, 2014. I think you right about that. So, Zach, uh, riddle me this. If my, uh, if my play on the field, per se, not trying to compare myself to Antonio Brown, but if my play starts to falter in terms of podcasting, would that create animosity within the locker room? You know, as long as we're winning, you know, we can't really uh... – yeah, we can look the other way for now, I guess is what what you're saying. So, no, I think uh, the locker room's got a good culture to it. I think coming into training camp, we're excited. I think it's going to be a jam-packed football season in fantasy league for all those fantasy owners out there. Get ready for mock drafts, you know, what you should take, where you should take, snake drafts, yeah, dynasty. I think we've been doing a lot of talk about having a dynasty um, league for the podcast, which I think we should do. I'm um, totally on board for that. So, you know, we, we have a lot to discuss too for, for the whole NFL season. You know, obviously we're going to do the pickums, but some people weren't a big fan of the confidence levels. Um, I.E. Joe. I.E. Joe, which we could veto him and just continue it because I didn't hate it. I didn't but also, I get either. it. Yeah, I mean, it was also a really easy way for us to keep track of it, too. That was the yeah. other thing. I loved using the app in terms of keeping track of it. It wasn't as cool because when we did it on the Google spreadsheet, you that saw over the course of the year, that was, was, that, that was pretty cool because we just got lazy. We stopped doing that. But yeah. the one bad thing I would say about the confidence points is if you forgot to do it, let's say you were mm. filling out your stuff and maybe you left off the, like, the last game. but doesn't make it all lab, invalid leaving off the last game, leading you to not putting in your confidence points. I mean, you have, it, it all depends on your strategy, you know, but if you forgot to put in those confidence points, that would be brutal. You know, that would hurt. I think there was a couple of weeks where Faraz forgot to do it. Maybe even Joe too. Yeah. I mean, Matt and Liam, they didn't, I think yeah, I'm sure they didn't even participate much. <laughs> one of them, it might've been Matt didn't, he joined the league and never picked a single game. He was over however many games for the entire season. It was unbelievable. It's but Liam, Liam did like the first three weeks and then was like, yeah, I'm done with this. This is boring. Uh, it was, I remember because right out of the gate, Joe just dug himself in such a hole where he was yeah. not, he was not able to climb out of it. I think towards the end, he actually got on a hot streak, but it didn't matter. Didn't so matter because we were was, so far. It was a two man race and for us too. Well, Faraz was in it, 
for a little bit. Like, I, I think he kind of started out like Joe, but he caught on sooner and kind of started to level the ship and then would falter. Like, he'd have a week where he'd do really good and then he'd forget and falter. Like, I would always make sure I was doing it. And then what I started doing was when I do the game, whether I wanted to do it or not, I'd enter the confidence points. You just got to. Sometimes you just got to. You just got to yeah. put something down in writing. Whether you're yeah. happy with it or not, you know, it's better to get something down. So my whole thing was I sorry, uh, my whole thing was or my reasoning in the beginning why I would leave it blank was, oh, I'm going to come back to this. But sometimes you don't come back to it. Sometimes you forget and the game start and you're like, oh, shit, what am I going to do? So, I mean, I learned I adjusted. Especially for those one o'clock games. The one o'clock games come on really quickly. Or right. like a, a, a random Thursday night game after you're like riding the high from the week before, oh. or like it's a tough week and you've been like waiting and then all of a sudden it's Thursday. You're like, holy shit. Like five minutes before the game, you're trying to put it in real quick. Football is here. We're, it's uh, two weeks away from the first, I know, Washington preseason game. I'm pretty sure the Hall of Fame game is probably like in a week or so. Yep. Maybe two weeks. So they got to be reporting to camp within the next week or so, right? Uh, I know the commanders reported today. They had a, their official first practice. What about the Jets? Are they there? Um, I haven't heard anything, but I would assume possible. I'll uh, get to the third-party consulting firm on that. Um, one thing that's always that's uh, started to really kind of amaze me is when football season – because when football season starts, I mean, we've said it for the last couple of years, we're good. We just hit the ground running. I feel like the conversation develops organically and then football ends and we're like, Oh shit, what are we going to do? How are we going to, how are we going to make it? Well, on top of that, you got the draft the entire time you could talk about. And then there's March madness. And then there's the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs. And all of a sudden, then all you got to do is make it through like July. We're here. We, I was just about to say we made it again. Thank God. It's a long road, but man, it feels good to get back every time. It feels like a blur every time. It's a long road. It's like the saying how uh, the days are long, but the years are fast. It was kind of like that where it's like, yes, the episodes were long, but the weeks, the months were fast. All of a sudden, we're back here in season three, baby. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Going to come with another huge Super Bowl prediction. I, I feel it again. I feel it in our bones. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like there's a couple of good teams on the radar. You know, we're not making any rash decisions today, mm-hmm. okay? July today. 27th, nothing nothing crazy, but we can talk about it. We can talk about maybe what would be in our top five. So I will say, we can definitely talk about our top five today. I will say last year, because I had to do some digging for the Best Of episode, or the third-party consulting firm had to do some digging, excuse me. Uh, I believe we made our prediction on, it was either August 25th or August 27th. Now, this year, it's going to fall on August 24th, that Wednesday, at least, when we're going to record the episode. So I'm thinking we try to stay on brand and make our prediction on August 24th. What do you think? I think that's perfect. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I'm still down to discuss the top five because I I started with this theory last year. I don't even think – it's not from me. I think it was just something I had heard through the grapevine where every year there's only – five maybe six teams that have a legitimate chance to win a super bowl that Mm -hmm. year you know i mean i think it was very much evident last year you know and i'm not saying about making the playoffs plenty of teams can sneak into the playoffs i'm talking about teams that have everything you need in order to win 
the Vince Lombardi trophy. You know, they have the whole package. You know, because you're just saying you can, you can sneak in. You can get to the back door, get let in by a buddy, you know, go seven and nine in the historically worst division, and you can sneak in and play Tampa Bay first round. Mm-hmm. You know, what happens if we win that game against Tampa Bay? Well, we're not ready to win the second game. When we weren't we weren't ready to win a championship. So even if you sneak in, there's still only a handful of teams in the playoffs who are built to last. You know what and I kind shows. of equate it with? I sorry, uh, you know, I kind of equate it with uh you remember the Vikings uh four or five years ago, the Minneapolis Miracle with Diggs that year when they when Case Keenum just got hot yep. at the right time. And yes, they did beat the Saints in that playoff game, but then what happened the next week? They came out against the Eagles and they got stoned. You know, got and dogged by the Eagles. It, that was a great game that they had against the Saints. They did win a playoff game. You know, there's there's a lot to say in that, and there's a lot of respect in that. But did they have all the uh, aspects that, or all the variables you needed to win a Super Bowl? Probably not. Evidently not. You know, most people don't remember the first round exits, second round exits. Some people definitely conference titles are are definitely brought up in conversation. Definitely Super Bowl losses are brought up in conversation. But if you don't win at all, man, I mean you don't get that trophy in the you know in the in the display, you're not talked about, you know, you don't get this fat, fat ring. Yeah, people will go an entire NFL career both playing and then into the coaching and still never win a ring. So mm-hmm. it's quite elusive. It's an accomplishment that is very few and far between. I mean, think about only 53 guys plus the practice squad and staff one of the year, right? So yep. you're talking about like max 95, maybe 100. That actually brings up an interesting story. Uh, this year, actually, the Rams gave Deshaun Watts or Deshaun Jackson a Super Bowl ring. I think he was Go with figure. them for through like week seven or something like that. And then he got traded to the Raiders. But they felt, I guess, he was there through a mini camp and training camp. I don't know if he attended all of those, but I'm just going to say I'm going to assume he was there for all of that. And they felt that he he played a pivotal enough role on the team that he was warranted a Super Bowl ring. And I think they're only given X amount of rings after they win, too. So they have to decide who who's worthy of it. Because you know, every once in a while, you'll hear that, like, the staff. I don't know if I'd like, want, I mean, that'd be cool, but, like, I don't know if I'd want that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I would definitely. It's still, it. I would still take it. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna take it, but you definitely take it with an asterisk, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. At the game, yeah. <clears throat> I feel like the whole experience is more than the ring because that's what the ring reminds you of, just like the show, right? And that's what the Super Bowl is. It's a shame. What other sporting event can get pretty much like everyone to watch? Mm-hmm. To the point to where they've made the halftime show just as, I mean, granted, I'm not really into the halftime show, but it involves a lot of people. Yeah. Um, Especially with gambling good. now, too. They, they get everyone. Yeah. Like you're saying with the halftime show, now, like, people gamble on the how long the uh, national anthem's going to be. There's, there's a lot of different factors that draw a lot of eyes and a lot of views. Um, the unique thing about football, though, is just how important Every single week is in the regular season, in the playoffs, and then in the Super Bowl. It all comes down to one game. In baseball, in hockey, in basketball, seven-game series, you know? 
I mean, the only thing you can really equate it with is, I guess, like fighting, boxing, maybe, where it's just like you against the other guy. Like sometimes it's your day, sometimes it's not. Like it's it one and done. That's and that's why home field advantage is huge, and that's where the regular season has become such an importance of. And the first week by is 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 crazy. Is because especially that they moved it down to one team per conference. I mean, yeah, everybody's got to play, right? I mean, how do you feel about that now that we've been like a year in? I like it. I prefer the one team. I think that it keeps the incentive for teams to win who are in the top three, mm-hmm. right? So they don't rest. And then I think it, it you won your conference. You should get a bye the first week. Yeah. You were the best of 16 teams. I think you should get the bye first week and then get home field advantage. I think that's great. I mean, I think that's the way it should be. And then, I mean, it does put a little bit more pressure on them coming off the bye week. That's always an important or a big uh, topic of the week, you know, going into the second round of the playoffs is, is this team going to come out flat or are they going to come out ready to go? Well, I can tell you, know, you what, they're, they're 100% in the second round, though. Like, that's, that's the other thing. Like, they, you have no idea what's going to happen in the playoffs, especially yep. the, the wild card round. I mean, yep. There's upsets all the time. All the time. All the time. Good, good teams lose and – you know, bad teams win on off chance that the other team doesn't come up to play. Actually, I think this year didn't both one seeds lose in the I think second so. round. The Packers and um, and the Titans. Titans, yeah. Yeah. Well, the Packers right. lost. I mean, they should have. That was such a weird game. You know, I I'm just so... a weird game. The weather was involved in it too. But even though we've always talked about it, the weather like they play in Lambeau and. In December. That's what they're known letter. for. That's what they're supposed to do. So that's like, supposed to be their advantage. You can't say that's yeah. their I'm, I'm not saying you, but you can't come out and say, oh, that's the reason we lost when you brag that that's the reason you win. Like nobody comes and wins in the playoffs in January. I think that's their like saying or some bullshit like that. It's like, okay, we'll prove it. And they, they couldn't. Did. Yeah. And the, the thing that makes me so angry about that is I should have just stuck to my fucking guns, dude. I stuck to my guns the entire time the year before. And I was right. And all I had to do was stick by it. And like a, like a pussy, I just, I bent the knee to Aaron Rodgers and it came back to bite me. I mean, there's nothing less left to say besides, yeah. I mean, that was just a weird game. You know, if they don't get that, that punt blocked, it's a different game. The thing was they came out firing in the beginning and then they just hit a plateau. I don't know if that was adjustments on Kyle Shanahan's part or if they just were never able to, if they lost the momentum and they were never able to get it back. That's a team that's going to be interesting this year. They're always interesting. I'll give them that every year. And we'll pick up some more Aaron Rodgers and Flackers talk right after these messages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it short and sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep you on your feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the Packers coming in, losing Devontae Adams. Still got Aaron Jones, right? You still have a pretty good defensive core. Still got some decent talent on the outside. You still got Aaron Rodgers. You know they're going to put up some points. They're in a division that they should be able to win. So 
I see them getting back to the playoffs. I just don't see them going any further. So the problem is, I mean, we said what, that they didn't have any <laughs> help defensively a couple of years ago when they got blown out by the 49ers. And then they went and got a bunch of defensive help. And I think their defense was actually very, very good last year. And yeah, is- the, it was, it was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't like stellar, I would say, you know, it, they have some decent talent. It just gets to the point where it's like, where it got to the point where it's like, where do we go from here? How do we get better from here? And then now Devonte Adams is gone. So they've essentially gotten worse, at least in their receiver room. What, what have they had like at least 11 or 12 wins the last like two or three years, something like that. I could see them struggling to get nine or 10 this year, to be honest. Aaron Rodgers always comes to play. I, I agree, but I, I don't like, especially you still got Aaron Jones. I mean, like Aaron Jones is going to, going to get you some yards and he's going to take a lot of pressure off the receiving core and he's going to catch a lot of balls out of the backfield too. Cause I mean, he does that more times than not. So I think they could be a nine win team. Definitely a nine or 10 win team. I mean, that's definitely what I think they're at. Let's go through the. I mean, you still have Aaron Rodgers. You still have Aaron Rodgers. Let's go through their schedule real quick. First game at Minnesota. I'll give them the dub on that. that that's a tough game, though. That's not an easy game. I think it's an easy game, but I'll give them the dub to start the season. I feel like they always come out and do, <laughs> do well on opening night. I agree. Week two uh, versus the Bears. I mean, they're going to take that. Justin Fields is a train wreck. Two and zero. Week three at the Tampa Bay Bucks. I'd say that's a loss. Yep. One. I agree. Um, Week four versus the New England Patriots. I'm going to give that one. I'm going to give that one a dub. So that's a three and one. Then they got the Jets. Four and one. I'll give them the dub. Commanders, five and one. If they're beating the Jets, they're beating the Commanders. Then they got Buffalo, five and two. That's a loss. Detroit, six and two. I'm going to give them six and two on that. Then they they got Dallas next. Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to say they lose to Dallas. Six and three, then Tennessee. Um, I'm gonna say Tennessee if, if Henry's healthy runs all over them. Actually, no, I'm gonna make I'm Tennessee's gonna be pretty one dimensional this year. I think their receiving core is gonna is gonna struggle no matter how good Traylon Burks is, unless he's OBJ level rookie year status. But so I'm gonna give them the dub at seven and three, Eagles eight and three, Bears nine and three. Oh, dude, nine and three. So then they got the Rams, nine and four, Miami, 10 and four. I'm going to say the Vikings beat them at the end of the year. So they're 10 and five. So 11 and five again. Wow. All right. I just went through it. They're going to be 11 and five this year. So, I mean, it's going to be a whole lot of the same from the Flackers where they're going to have a pretty, I mean, their schedule was a little bit tougher this year. I'll give them that. I will, I will say that because last year and the year before they had cupcake schedules. So the Flackers are going to struggle a little bit more this year, but I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's always interesting to see how the, how the Flackers end up flacking, but uh, next week we'll uh, be coming to you with 
some predictions and bets for the New York Jets and the Washington Commanders. You know, uh, if you guys heard a couple of weeks ago, I got some beef with these guys because they laughed at me when I said the Jets have a legitimate chance to win more than five and a half games. They laughed at me when I said that, but that when it came, I think the, uh, the Commanders over under was like eight and a half or something like that. They're like, oh, they can easily get nine, easily. I'm like, are you guys fucking delusional? Are you absolutely kidding me? All right, I'm not going to get deep breaths, Brent, deep breaths. I mean, I did not mean to breathe into the mic for all the listeners out there, but we'll be coming to you with those predictions next week. And I think I want to make, put some bets on the line, some long season bets with each other. So that'll be interesting to hear, but that does it for another episode of the guys who talk about sports. Be sure to follow us on all social medias on Instagram at guys talk sports one Oh one and on Twitter at guys talk sports with two Z's. This was a great episode. Thank you for joining us. But before we wrap it up, this episode is brought to you on all platforms by the future of podcasting, Anchor. Be sure to download the app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The easiest way to create, edit, and publish a podcast. No storage limits, no trial period, no problem. This episode is also brought to you by Compass Rose Brewery, located in Raleigh, North Carolina. They have an amazing selection of brews in the can and on tap. They have a phenomenal vibe with great music, trivia, and everything you're looking for. So if you're 21 and older and in the Raleigh area, be sure to check out Compass Rose. Zach, thank you for joining me. I'm so happy to, to be conversing again, and I'm, I'm very excited to be wrapping up. This is the end of season two, everyone. So let, let's just give it a little golf, golf clap real quick, you know. Congrats to you, Zach. Congrats to Joe Faraz, to all the listeners, to everyone that came on, everyone that's helped in any sort of way. Thank you guys. We couldn't have done it without you. And I'm so excited for season three. I don't know about you, Zach. I'm so excited. Going to miss you week one. But, um, you know, we're going to come prepared. Got our playbook ready for, you know, season three. Got it, you know, dialed up. Going to get some great predictions. Going to win some money. Um, it's going to keep bringing content for all the listeners. Hell week yeah. after week we'll be there so i'm not sure i'm most likely not going to bring a mic but if the timing works out because i am going to be a little bit behind you guys time wise i'm going to be on the west coast i might call in or join on the zoom through my phone for like 5 10 15 minutes so i'm sure i'm sure you guys will hear from me you know i can't stay away from you guys and we appreciate it and to all the listeners who can't stay away from us we appreciate you be sure to tune in next week to the season three opener. See you guys. We ain't that going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We can't be stopped now. Cause it's bad boy collide. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We can't be stopped now. Boom. Flex on the Oh, 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 oh,